REI community, welcome back to the Real Estate 101 series part two. And the question we're going to be asking today is how much money do I need to get started investing in real estate? I get this question a lot. And a lot of folks come to me and they have about $50,000 that they're ready to invest. And if you have less than that, then we're going to talk about ways you can get started as well. There's a lot of different ways you can enter the world of real estate. Listen, I was a missionary, right? When we started investing in real estate with no money, so there's hope. But a lot of folks come and say, I got $50,000. What should I do, Ellis? And the first question I always ask them is, how long will it take you to replace that $50,000 if you invest in today? Because remember this, real estate is not a liquid asset, right? It's typically several years before you're getting a return of capital. And so I always ask them, how long will it take you to resupply that 50 grand, right, from your current revenue stream? And if the answer is not 15 to 18 months, right, that you can go make another 50000 to reinvest, then I always caution folks about investing in, a, in any of our deals because this is the reason, and, and you have heard this so many times from me, from other guests that we've had on the show, business leaders and entrepreneurs, you are your number one asset, right? The greatest asset you have to invest in is not stocks. It's not real estate. It's not Bitcoin or whatever else is going to come. The greatest leverage point that you have to really multiply and build wealth over your lifetime is you, right? If you're listening to the show, it's because you're entrepreneurial. It's because you're ambitious. It's because um, you're a savvy business leader and you've developed probably a set of skills over your lifetime that's made you successful. And so I would say if you're not at a point where that 50K is starting to resupply every 15 to 18 months, then you might consider actually um, taking that 50K and reinvesting at least a portion of it back into you. And so a great example of this was me when I was a you know still a full-time missionary. We had this vision to go and launch this business and this company, and we were really ready to get out of the stock market. We liquidated our mutual funds. You know, I took $10,000, which for me was a massive amount of money. And I said, I'm going to put this aside and I want to take that 10K and I want to invest that back into me and my education. And so a lot of the things I did was I went to real estate conferences. I went to networking events. I went to one night mastermind things to begin investing and growing my network. And then I started um, investing in mentorships and education and I started paying for things like this. And the reason I set that money aside is because I didn't want to see those things as an expense. Right? I really wanted to see those things as an investment back into the asset of me. And I can just say like that has paid off literally 10x. I mean, we started a company this year that is that is 10x my investment. And I tell you, I would not have been able to do that without the education, without the network, right? the people I met along that journey when I was a missionary and saying, you know what, I really believe I'm my number one asset. Even though I don't know much right now, I didn't feel like I had a great set of skills for the world of business. Um, I invested back into myself and that has paid off. And so I want to encourage and challenge you today to really think about that as you as an asset. And, you know, there are, you know, especially if I ask people, what's the ceiling on your job, right? If the ceiling is just based on you and your performance, you know, then, then, then think about investing into you. Um, so, so that would be it. Now, again, if you, 
are in a place where you can resupply that every 15, 18 months. And you're in a great position to think about investing in real estate, at least from a passive standpoint, right? We're going to get into from the active side of things if you don't have a lot of money. But if you're doing well in your job or your business and 50K seems like a reasonable amount to invest every 15 or 18 months and financial independence is a goal of yours, then 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 consider being a passive investor into real estate instead of like going and buying a duplex down the street. Listen, you can be a part of larger deals through the vehicle of syndication. It's what we do. And we help investors just like yourself invest passively into real estate. You still own the, a share of the project. You still get to share in all of the tax benefits, the depreciation write-off, the cash flow, the equity, and not do any of the work. So it's a great idea if that's where you are. But a lot of us aren't. A lot of us are like me, where where our our salary is capped, or we, um, you know, we don't have a business that's going to pay us that, and we're really looking to real estate as the vehicle to help us grow and build. And I would just say, listen, there's hope for you. I love real estate. I call it the last frontier for those who really want to build wealth and don't know where else to turn. Because because if if you're willing, if you're resourceful, if you're creative. You can do it and you can get started. I'm a great testimony of that. When we bought our first deal, we were a missionary. We didn't have any money. We actually had a family investor put up the down payment for our first home. And so this is what I want to introduce. An incredible, like the most important thing you can learn about real estate is this term, OPM, other people's money. And this is when you can learn to leverage other people's money to buy real estate, then there's no stopping you. And so two concepts I want to talk about today is one, joint venturing, and two is hard money. And joint venturing is really simply what we did to buy our first duplex. We had a family investor put down the down payment for our first investment property, and we gave them a percentage of ownership in that deal. And that's incredibly valuable, right? Because now they own a percentage of this asset, percentage of the cash flow, if there's any percentage of the upside or the equity. Um, And so, and then we own a percentage of the deal for one, finding it, for putting it together, for doing all of the hard work, right? The many hours that you've heard me talk about sweeping the floors and getting things primed for the next day, the sweat equity, um, and, and really putting this thing together. And so, Again, that's how we we got started. In 11 months, we created $150,000 in new equity in that project. Um, Just based on, again, finding a great deal, putting in the hard work, and we were able to to return our our investor a great return on on their investment. And so um, you can do the same thing, right? It's, It's, again, building trust, showing that you're valuable, understanding you know how to underwrite and find a good project and, and being able to provide provide that to someone now a lot of you may say well Ellis, no I don't have that right I, I I don't have that family member or that friend who's gonna put up that much money for us well what about me listen first of all I just continue to challenge you you're more valuable than you think again you're you're like invest back into you because you can be of value you can be of service but there is this other way and it's called hard money. It's called, um, really, this is debt. Um, but again, this is this can be good debt. Not all debt is bad. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks. But hard money is another way to go buy real estate, that there are folks out there willing to lend you money, typically between 8 and 14%, for you to go find an asset. And this is kind of the fix and flip model, where you go find something that's undervalued, you purchase it, again, not with your own money. You're borrowing this money 
again, it's a cost of the project, and then you're doing, you're executing your business model or business plan of renovation to go and create value in that deal and either refinance or resell that project at a later date for more than what you paid for it, more than the expenses, and again, the interest rate that you have on that project. And so where do you go find people like this? Well, first, Google them. There are lots of great lenders out there on the internet that will that are that do this professionally um, and will lend you money and again as you're underwriting these deals it just becomes part of your rehab it's just like installing the new kitchen there's an expense to installing your new kitchen well there's an expense to holding this property and that's what you have to factor in um, and the beautiful thing about this if you don't have a track record that's not a disqualifier because a lot of folks are going to loan you the money based on the asset Right, especially if you're in a market where you can buy a home for less than 100k or 150k, typically a hard money lender can buy that outright. And so, if something goes wrong with the project, you don't perform; they just take over the asset. Um, and so, again, track record is is helpful in maybe securing better financing, but it's not a disqualifier for you to get started. And let let me help you think about this as well. Eight to fourteen percent—that's a pretty great interest rate, right? When you think about it. How many friends or family members do you know that have an old 401k or self-directed IRA or maybe even just money sitting in savings that either they don't even know what their return is or it's subpar, 3 4 maybe 5%, and you now as a person of value can come in and say, hey, we have a business plan that's backed by a hard asset to go and make you double than what you're making in your 401k right now, to make you... 10 times of what you're making in your savings account. Would you be interested in that if we can show you what we're going to do and execute on that? Right? Now you sit in a position of value. And so really there is no excuse about getting started. And then lastly, maybe another way, if you don't have money and you're looking to get started in real estate, listen, one of the ways you can kind of join or get into this industry is being a deal finder, is becoming really resourceful at finding great projects. I know our firm, one of our biggest struggles right now is finding good assets to invest in. And there are a lot of firms that will pay a finder's fee if you were if you could bring them good deals. So we're looking for large multifamily assets in emerging markets across the US. And literally if if you know you're in a in a market that we want to invest in and you have a a lead on a project and we end up closing on that, you could get paid money or maybe even equity for being, bringing that deal through the table. And so one of the things you could do is start to network with sponsors, start to network with syndication firms or investment groups and understand their criteria. What are they looking for? What type of deals are they after? And then you know if you go find that deal, then you have someone on the back end to buy it from you, right? That you can essentially wholesale it or sell it to. And so you can do this in the single family room as well. You go create a buyer's list, figure out what people are looking for, other investors in your local market, go to your RIA meetups, right? And figure out, hey, what type of deals are you looking for? And then go get really resourceful at finding those, those properties. Um, and that's another great way to get started in this game if you don't have any money. So listen, I hope this was helpful. We talked a lot of things about what do you do if you have $50,000, should you or should you not? question is, can you replace that in 15, 18 months? If you can, I think you're in a great place to start investing in real estate, especially passively. Don't quit your day job. You're making great money, but it definitely, you know, as we both know, real estate is a great vehicle to start 
um, multiplying that wealth, building that that wealth over time. Uh, we introduced OPM using other people's money. One of the great things about real estate uh, is that there's partnering uh, that can happen, and um, and then finding deals, becoming resourceful, learning your market, learning what other people are looking for, and then bringing that to them. Listen, I hope this was helpful. I can't wait for next week. We're going to be talking about taxes. Uh, not sexy, but listen, one of the greatest benefits of owning real estate is is on the tax front, is again, the, this idea of depreciation, which we're going to get into next week. Why in the heck is Donald Trump not paying any federal income taxes? Well, one of the reasons is because he owns a lot of real estate, and so we're going to talk about that next week. If you can't wait, the link is in the show notes to go and download this entire series and get a bunch of new freebies like our deal calculator, uh, our passive investor checklist, as well as a free download to Rich Dad Poor Dad. I hope you're enjoying this series. Would love to hear it uh, with a five-star review. Excited uh, to continue this on with you, enjoying this time. Hope you're well. Cheers. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.